Welcome to the Power the Next 100 podcast produced by Penn Athletics. I'm Alana Shanahan, the Director of Athletics and Recreation here at Penn, and will serve as your host for today's conversation as we spend time with two former Penn golfers, Melissa Maurer, College of 05, and Stacy Crest Palazziner, College of 03. Welcome to you both. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so let's start with some light introductions. Uh, let me give the group a bit of background on Melissa. So Melissa um, had the benefit of serving as our captain for junior and senior year. She was actually our first Penn individual tournament champion down at William and Mary in 2003, and also led our team to its first tournament victory as the individual champion at the Lehigh Fall Invitational in 2004. She also uh, was named Academic All Ivy in 2003 through 2005. Congratulations, Melissa. And on to Stacy. So Stacy was our first formal recruit for the women's golf program. She also served as a multi-year captain from 2001 till 2003. She was all Ivy player during her career, finishing fifth at Ivy's her freshman year and named first team and second team her sophomore year. She was academic all Ivy her junior and senior seasons and also spent a little time volunteering for the Penn Golf Program after graduation. So wonderful to have you both. Wonderful to share yeah. some time with some celebrated former Penn golfers. So thanks for being with us. All right, so let's jump into some questions that hopefully won't be too challenging. And Melissa, maybe we'll start with you. Maybe tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since uh, since graduating from Penn. Sure. So um, on the professional front, I've spent my entire career since graduation working uh, in the private banking space. And I'm currently a banker with JP Morgan's private bank, working with wealthy families in the New York and Connecticut area. And uh, personally, I uh, lived in New York City after graduation. And then when I met my soon to be at that point husband, uh, we moved back to his hometown of Rye, New York in Westchester County, just a little north of the city, uh, where we decided we had more opportunity to play golf, which has been great. So we enjoy playing a lot of golf together. Uh, we now have two little kids, ages seven and five, and I am my, my mommy heart is exploding because my son is starting to play. So I'm absolutely thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So I have mine are now 14 and soon to be 16 and both love the game and I did not grow up with golf, so I can totally appreciate what it means to have a family of golfers, although I'm still working on it. Stacy, how about you? Well, let's see. My life sort of took me in a direction I wouldn't have expected. Um, I ended up, I worked briefly in real estate uh, after graduating in uh, the D.C. area and then I ended up actually moving to South Florida to West Palm Beach, um, where I had met my husband and ended up working for a number of years in the uh, pharmaceutical and medical device industry. Um, and then for uh, probably now quite a few years, I actually have just been a full-time mom to two boys who are 13 and 10 and also uh, playing golf, which is really fun. Fabulous. Well, you picked the right location to be able to play yes. golf year round, a little more so than Melissa. So kudos yeah. to you. <laughs> Wise choices. All right. How about, um, and for either of you, just a favorite memory, something about your pen, preferably your pen athletics and golf experience that you just carry with you today that makes you smile. 
Um, I can jump in. Um, uh, there are really, we were discussing, there are so, so many. It's so hard to pick one. Um, I was telling, even just reminiscing with Melissa, I said, one thing I vividly remember is actually my senior year being like after I teed off walking down the 18th fairway at Ridgewood Country Club and just kind of like taking it all in and remembering like, this is my last Ivy experience. And it was, it was an emotional one for me. And um, like something I was feeling so many emotions, just proud and also sad that it was over. Yes, no question. It's yeah, to, to your point, like the pride, but that kind of that desperation of I'm walking away. This is yeah, yeah it's a, a sad awakening in that moment. Melissa, how about you? Yeah, I, I have some some fond, silly memories that I smile about. Like our, our coach at the time um, couldn't leave practice without doing a drive through a Dairy Queen on the way home in the van. So I can always picture him holding a, a dipped vanilla cone uh, after practice. It was a, it was a standard, uh, you know, Stewart, Stacy and I were talking about her, her dear father, who was such a wonderful supporter of us and the program in general, um, would always go to the PGA merchandise show in Palm Beach every year. And he would come back with these gadgets, which I think all, everyone who's listening can, who plays golf can understand you will do anything to improve your golf game and we did anything wearing these goggles at night focus machines things hanging off our head and so we we were really it was really very silly uh, but I have great memories of that and and then I think on a more serious note um, our home golf course was Philadelphia Cricket Club at the time and as a girl from Florida I guess Stacy and I flip-flopped I grew up in Florida and ended up in the northeast Um, I had no idea the the amazing golf courses in the Philadelphia area and just the privilege that we had to be able to play there as our home course was really very special and I think very fondly on that time. Yes, fabulous. No, I think many of our uh, former golfers, both men and women, have wonderful memories of, of cricket and uh, on all it offered. So how about, um, you know, it's obviously fun and you both now, Stacy, your, your boys are a little closer to this, but you know, you think back on your experience as a college athlete and, and if you could, what advice would you give your 18 year old self now? What would you think about, uh, what suggestions would you make that may slightly change the course of your college experience um, as you think about uh, your college experience today? Uh, yeah, I would say I remember being like the transition of going to school and being so anxious and taking everything so seriously. <laughs> And while I, I still have to tell myself this in all occasions of life, I think I would try to say to just be in the moment, mm-hmm. to try and just enjoy every little thing that comes with it, yep. whether it was like, you know, class, practice, van rides, um, not just worrying quite so much about like, how am I going to get everything done? Mm-hmm. And just know that like it gets figured out one way or another somehow you get it all done yeah 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 i i would add to when we're lucky in the sense that we played golf in college and a lot of people choose to play golf after they've stopped playing maybe their primary sport from when they were young uh, and you can play golf for for your life but what i wouldn't give to play to be picked up in a van at two o'clock in the afternoon and be dropped off when the sun was going down at, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, 
and playing golf that full time, what I wouldn't give. So yes, it's a lot to manage and totally agree with Stacey's points. And when you're in that moment, it's really hard. Um, But very quickly after you leave it, you realize what a special thing you had. Um, So to really take that in and appreciate the opportunity uh, regardless of the sport, uh, that, that you have that opportunity to be on such a wonderful stage and represent such a phenomenal institution. Yeah, no, and actually you've both hit on some really common themes. I think there is that sort of take a deep breath and really sort of yeah. live in that moment during your college experience. And then to, to Melissa's point, a bit of that kind of gratitude and appreciation. Like I am literally spending a high percentage of my time walking a beautiful golf course, you know, and that obviously coupled with my academic experience and time with my friends, but it's boy, it's, you do wish you could get those moments back in life once you uh, obviously hit your later days, but, uh, but no, two wonderful reflections. Uh, thank you. Th- this question will actually take us in a, in a slightly different direction, but um you know, one of the things and one of the qualities that we hope all of our student athletes uh, build during their experience is this concept of resilience. And, and I would love to just hear from both of you, you know, what was that sort of hardship moment or where do you feel like uh, you had a bit of a setback in your college experience and, um, you know, hopefully you found a way to kind of fail forward or, or build resilience or kind of build that skill set that today you feel like, wow, because I suffered X, Y, or Z setback, like I'm better apt to manage such setbacks in my kind of adult life, just things that you reflect on that really helped, um, you know, prepare you for the rigors of just kind of being who we are today. Yeah, I, I think um, for me, I, I'd always been a hard worker in high school, academically, athletically, but I think it's hard to prepare yourself for what the time, the time management component and kind of what college is going to throw you. And the social aspect is so different. And so that's why first semester freshman year is hard for, you know, for everyone in one way or another. And I got my mid-year, my midterm exam grades back and got a C plus on something, which I'd never seen on a report card before. I remember being terrified to call my parents and talk about this. I didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, I thought I was studying really well. I thought I was doing all the right things and, and managing my time right. And obviously I was not. So I had to really take stock of how I was approaching the balance how I was studying. I kind of had to relearn how to study a little bit in the way that was going to be best in these larger format kind of freshman year classes that we all have to go through. Um, and, you know, really worked my tail off <laughs> to, to claw back. And I learned that, you know, you have to be able to be flexible and adaptable in a new environment. And I think that that has served me really well through my professional career, certainly served me well as a mom, (laughs) very, you have to be adaptable as a parent. So, you know, kind of learning that and saying, well, that was kind of my first like knockdown academically. And I said, wow, we got to pivot. So that that was an early lesson uh, that fortunately I was able to get the train back on the tracks, you know, asking for help and being comfortable doing so. Yeah. They say fail fast and fail early tends to, tends to be helpful. <laughs> How about you, Stacey? <laughs> oh, I, I feel like there are actually so many in various <laughs> ways. Um, it, to sort of Melissa's point, I would say my, actually my first, I think it was maybe my first midterm that I had as a freshman. I actually slept through my alarm. Oh, goodness. 
And Stacy is a very sound sleeper. Yeah. As her roommate. Yes. Melissa rooms with me often. She knows. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and literally being in a complete panic. And the only, I still say all the time, it was, I think, my lowest grade of all of the classes I ever took. But I was lucky in that it was abnormal psych. And it wasn't so much because I didn't miss the entire thing, but I was literally in such a panic over the fact that what had happened that I could not concentrate to like <laughs> finish the exam, even if I had had enough time. Oh, and I remember going up to the professor and I think because it was that class, he had like empathy, sympathy for me, whatever you want to say that, that it happened. And he had basically said, if you get an A on the final, I will weigh it that much more heavily. Oh, fabulous. Um, Cause it was literally a midterm final. Oh. <laughs> so luckily I was able to do that. And I learned after that point, I think I had like three alarms. <laughs> that All about I the backup say, measures, right? <laughs> neighbors, uh, homemates, neighbors hated me because I would forget to turn them off when I would leave for competitions. And they would go off like oh, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So got better grades, but made a few enemies along the way. Yes. With your hallmates yes. and roommates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, classic. Oh, those are, thank you. Those are, um, you know, and I think we all have them. And no, no question at a place like Penn, you know, where you are, you're challenged academically and athletically. We all hit our bumps along the way. But I think particularly for our athletes today, it's important for them to hear that. And then obviously see that we all come out on the other side and we all yeah. find our definition of success. And it's, um, you know, to, to provide them some tangible reminders, um, I think is, is helpful for their development and allows them to just take a bit more of a deep breath and know that, you know what, it, it doesn't need to be perfect and it can still be really, really powerful and impressive. So, Absolutely. so thank you both. So let's, um, let's flip for a minute and talk a little bit about um, Title IX and the fact that um, obviously we're, we're, we've just celebrated the 50th anniversary of Title IX, but even more important to Penn, I would say, would be the fact that we've just celebrated 100 years of women's athletics, which is just mind boggling to me yeah. um, to think we've had women involved in sports for that long at Penn. But then also thinking about um, you know, our women's golf program and winning an Ivy League title this year, which was obviously incredibly exciting, having the ability to participate in NCAAs. But really thinking about, you know, the context of women's golf or the context for just women's athletics at Penn, like I'm obviously really excited about the next 100 years and our aspiration for what that could look like. But, you know, I'd love to ask both of you, like, what, what do you hope to see on behalf of our women athletes and what types of experience that do you hope that they have that maybe they don't see today? Um, again, would just be curious, you know, your hopes and dreams for our female athletes as we move forward into the next century of women's athletics. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll throw one out there that I, it may be a little more specific to golf, but, but maybe not. Um, you know, when we were in school, the men's team played Pine Valley. We weren't allowed to play Pine Valley. Yeah. Now Pine Valley is hosting the 2034 Curtis Cup, which for non-golf fans out there is the top team amateur uh, event for women. And it's, it's unbelievable to think that that's happened in the course of a couple decades, thank goodness, right? Thank goodness. Uh, so, you know, I think especially for golf, having, having equal access and opportunities to venues 
is incredibly, incredibly powerful. The U.S. Women's Open this past week at Pebble Beach yes. had viewership unlike any other. A lot of fun to watch. Yep, I tuned in. <laughs> yeah, really important to have that visibility and representation. So I, I would like to see that happen sooner than 100 years. <laughs> Fast track that development, right? <laughs> How about you, Stacey? Oh, um, well, I, I think I'd like to obviously see that women still enjoy, have fun in what they're doing if over their four years. Um, and probably like Melissa was saying, just more equal opportunity. I mean, I was in a very unique place and I wouldn't have changed it for anything in the world, being like the first recruit and just seeing this development of being like the redheaded stepchild in a way of like being overshadowed by the men's program a lot. And I, now, I mean, there's still, there's still way, a lot of room for growth, basically. I do, I do really think that, but it has come so, so far. So I think just expanding on that really, um, a continued you know. trajectory, yeah, yeah. Of, of making what was once impossible possible. No, yes. I would agree. And I think that's, you know, even for, for me, as I think about our 33 varsity programs and the, the 16 that support women, like, I think we've, we've come unbelievably far, but I just think there's always so much more that we can do um, to elevate the experience for all of our athletes. And I think just with, with golf, it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch because it is our most kind of recent sport edition in women's right. golf. So obviously when we started it, it wasn't anywhere close to perfect, but I do feel like, you know, decades later now, both programs having full-time coaches, both programs yes. just having a Scotland experience this past year, you know, just, our women's team capturing a title. Yeah, it's so yeah, it, it, it just, it's, it's kind of wonderful. And to, to be able to spend, obviously, unfortunately, not a lot of time, but at least to have moments where, um, you know, I can be in community with our women's golfer and help appreciate the success they've seen and, and help better understand their experience. You do feel like we've come a long way for our women athletes and they really do feel supported and appreciated in a way that I, I don't think maybe we all felt, you know, for me back in the nineties and for both of you, obviously in the early two thousands, but it's, it's right. wonderful and heartwarming to see how much it's changed. So um, fabulous. All right. And how about any, you know, kind of thoughts on sort of title nine and, and how you think that may have set the stage for what you were both be able to, you know, what you were both able to accomplish, um, you know, just playing youth golf and then obviously college golf. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, it was a time where a lot of programs were going to be starting golf women's teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it opens up a huge opportunity that I don't think otherwise I would have had. I was a very good student, don't get me wrong, in high school. I had straight A's and decent boards, but I don't believe I probably would have been able to go to Penn otherwise. Um, and just actually how it has impacted my entire life. Mm -hmm. A lot of this by chance, but I actually met my husband on our senior year spring break trip. <laughs> so I don't think I ever would have who knows, met him, moved to Florida, right. had golf be such a huge part of my life and now my kids' lives. Yeah, um, yeah I, for me, it was sort of life-changing. Yeah, no question. Yeah. I, I agree. It, golf has been one of the greatest gifts and 
it, it started with playing. I think Stacy, you did too. Played on the boys' team in high school. Yes, I yeah, did. Wow. did. Okay, so you, um, you definitely lived it in a way that yeah, many of us uh, didn't. Right. And I remember there was an article in my high school newspaper about how everybody was in uproar about this and how, whether I was going to be able to play from the boys' tees. Trailblazers, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, now I look at my high school and they contend for state championships. The women <laughs> contend yeah, for state right. championships every year. Um, I agree that, that the pen experience has totally changed the course of my life for the better. Um, a company would never do this today, but my, the company I joined right out of, uh, right out of school, uniquely for my division recruited from Penn. If I wasn't at Penn, I would not have had that job. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way about it. Uh, the entire analyst class were, were Penn undergrads. And that set me on a course for my career where I met my husband at that job. So it is kind of a similar story to Stacy. Yeah. Who knows where, where I would be today? And, and in my line of work, I am able very fortunately to play golf with clients and to, to incorporate golf into my business persona, which is incredibly powerful as well. So there is, there is no doubt about it that, that, Title IX and the opportunities, the expansion of teams and programs during, especially I think that boom in the late 90s and early 2000s for women's golf uh, was instrumental. And, and thinking about the future too, you have women now in all sports that are mothers, mentors, whatever the, the role may be, two younger women who now look up and say, they played a sport in college. How cool, I wanna do that too. And that's something that would not have been in our sphere had, had we not had, had the opportunity through legislation. So I think that's incredibly important too in terms of the representation piece to the next generation. Yeah, question. They know people who have done it, been there and uh, you know, benefited from the experience. So no, to be that tangible example, I think that's so important in these kind of glass ceiling breaking moments. So yeah, wonderful. All right, so let's just wrap up with some fun stuff. How about um, a favorite place, a favorite class, something about Penn that's incredibly memorable that maybe didn't have to do with golf? Uh, I, I lived on Delancey Street. Okay. And all the fraternities. And I remember I was so proud to live there that I lived in this cool townhouse, it was the coolest street. And I remember I had friends visit from out of town or when my parents came to visit me and it was dilapidated back there. I mean, it's since been cleaned up for sure, but you were essentially in the trash alley of the frat houses and, and there was no straight wall. And I just remember being so proud and feeling like such a, such a grown up, an adult living back there. And, I, and, and when anyone else would visit, they would have a slightly different opinion. So I always chuckle about living on Delancey Street with some of my best friends for two years. Uh, so I, every time I go back to campus, I yeah, stroll across the Lenderos <laughs> and walk back. I take one stroll back uh, on Delancey Street. <laughs> no, thankfully the uh, physical uh, environment of the campus has changed in wonderful ways. You know, yes. I think like to think yeah. athletics has made a lot of progress. The, the campus physical footprint made a lot of progress as well. <laughs> yes, big time, big time. <laughs> How about you, Stacey? Uh, any, any uh, funny yeah, stories or memories? Not, not golf related. Uh, probably, I actually did miss, and Melissa, I'm sure as well, a lot of different like pen um, experiences because we were away a lot of weekends. But 
probably like such a unique tradition like heyday which I was there and it was just such a great memory yeah it's funny um, I had that same um with being a lacrosse player same spring sport challenge yes. like never really had a spring fling experience I think one year maybe we I, I had there. one as well yeah heyday I did yeah. manage to catch but in golf yep. it was tough I, I don't remember actually when you you know having kind of a fall and a spring season you guys really were challenged with not having a traditional off season but yeah it was tough to me you know miss those moments but um yeah it's good good to know at least we at least we both had a, a spring fling in there yeah <laughs> And we had, we host, a pen hosted uh, game day. Month, oh, yes, uh, that was why you guys were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pen hosted game day. I think yeah. there was some. Franklin they, Field, Lee Corso. Franklin yeah. Field, and they set up all these great events in that area between Penn and Drexel. Yeah. And so the whole town in West Philly, everybody was involved, and we had so much fun. So I think as a non-golf non athletic memory, that was definitely yes. a highlight. Yes, fabulous. That's right. I, that was that was a big deal, both during the actual game, but just the hoopla and lead-in was um, was was really quite fun. I, I still we still have footage and some photos from that event around campus, which is oh. nice. All right, so let's uh, finish. Last question. You know, what do you wish I had asked but I didn't? What would you like to share with our uh, listeners? Um. Oh, that's kind of a tough one. Um maybe and I don't know if it's so much a question as maybe more of like a thought or just not knowing especially back then how influential the alumni are to the especially the golf program mm -hmm. um and maybe having like players stay connected like current players past players just staying connected Mm -hmm. um, in some way that at the time, I don't think I ever really gave it much thought when I was in school, yeah. but just how, um, grateful I am for everyone who gave to the program, gave their time and money, mm -hmm. uh, and that now I can do that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that that's just more of a thought, not really a question. <laughs> no, and Stacey, I, I do appreciate it because, you know, both of you have been generous and Melissa serving, you know, yes. as a board co-chair, you've, you know, you've both done exactly what you've suggested, which is to stay engaged and stay involved. And it is hard, I think, because it's, it's awkward as an administrator in athletics, you know, you want our student athletes when they're with us to understand sort of the investments that alumni make to provide for their experience, but you also don't want them to feel overwhelmed by it or feel like it's right. something they need to be concerned about. But, you know, we're just wrapping up, obviously, our fiscal year and our fundraising year and, you know, kind of, you know, we're, we're just to kind of run our budgets required to raise over $7 million. And I think that is lost on a lot of people who don't stay connected. Yes. You know, don't tend yeah. to hear that it really does need to be a partnership between obviously the university and the athletic department and our alumni who were hopeful, you know, choose to be generous. But this is also why, you know, we're committed to enhancing this, the experience of all of our athletes, but we yes. are women. Like having a great experience, I think, is the best platform to ensure that people are connected and ideally generous. So um, it's wonderful. We spend a lot of time each year, um, 
you know, providing a survey experience that we actually require our athletes to participate in just to understand and get a greater insight into what does that experience look like? Where are we, where are we failing them? Where are we, where are we, where are we doing well by them so that we're constantly evaluating how we support them and, and how we ensure that, um, you know, if we ask them if they do it all again, they'd say yes. So I do think it's important, but I do appreciate you, uh, you suggesting as such. How about you, Melissa? I wish I I had asked. (laughs) Yeah. um, Maybe the biggest difference that you see now between, uh, between my time and Stacy's time and today's student athlete experience. And I, I, this is another one I get a chuckle on, but I don't know when, when our coach took me on my campus tour, I still don't know why I said yes in a way, because the golf facilities, and I'm sure many other sports can relate were, um, rudimentary to say the least. Very kind word, Melissa. Thank you. Um, Yes. But I was so in love with Penn that it was so clearly my place that it didn't matter. Um, But, you know, two, two very small examples, instead of having, I don't know how many gyms are on campus now, Mm -hmm. seven, eight, I don't know, all the options. A lot more fields than you would remember. That's for sure. Definitely. You know, just thinking about fitness, right? Yeah, no, fitness as well. Like that's a baseline. Yeah. In the old squash building, we had a storage room that had a singular bench press. So that was the golf training facility. So (laughs) just think about that compared to campus today. The the second one was uh, the squash program was generous and gave us a, a court that was converted into a hitting bay. Like you may have seen at, you know, a uh, golf galaxy like 15, 20 years ago, not like they are today. Um, We had a small camcorder on a a tripod that we recorded ourselves swinging. And then we would come back and look at the little flip screen. You know, now the team, especially thinking of golf has, you know, an amazing golf room with multiple track men indoor turf, an outdoor facility. So just thinking about how the facilities have improved and how focus around the holistic athlete has changed. Nutrition, no more Dairy Queen gang. Um, (laughs) Nutritionist. Um, It might be a good or a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) Everything in moderation. Right, there you go. (laughs) You know, the, the, the fitness piece with such access to gyms and trainers, we didn't have that. Nutritionist, we didn't have that. Um, sports psychology, thinking about the mental aspect of the game, that's been a huge addition to the athletics department over the past few years and something that I think is incredibly important. So that just kind of how you, the facilities and how you kind of treat the holistic athlete has really changed in 20 years. And so I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah, no, we're, uh, and absolutely would agree. I do think as far as, you know, the, the amenities and the, the, I think I can't even call them amenities because I really do think in some respects, they are necessities as far as how do we elevate performance and experience. And, um, you know, in this past year, the real investments around nutrition and not only providing a sports dietitian, but also product to sort of ensure that people are fueled and then to not just you know, historically, we have been focused on sports psychology, but we've actually hired and onboarded a, an actual athletic psychologist, somebody who can just help athletes manage, you know, whether it's anxiety or sleep disorders or bouts of depression so that we can have both assets, you know, the sports yeah. psychology piece, as well as 
the general psychology piece. So I do think that uh, we continue to, to ideally get better and provide the services that I do think a lot of our student athletes need today to be successful and really to optimize um, themselves and their experience. So yeah, so it's, it's great. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're both feeling that that we've we've come a long way from oh, uh, <laughs> very very far the bench press in the uh, in the old <laughs> in the old squash center. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you both. It's obviously been a, a pleasure speaking with you both today and, and thanks for being my special guests and thanks. Oh no, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, our proud yes. history of Penn Women's I'm Golf. <laughs> absolutely. Very proud to represent uh, women's athletics at Penn. Fabulous. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Go Quakers. Yes. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you both.